Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor. And uh, welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, in this installment, we'll be doing our monthly uh, Catching Up on Blu-ray. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Catching Up on Blu-ray uh, is a special segment in which uh, Kyle and I review the upcoming Blu-ray releases uh, for the coming month, in this case, January 2019. Uh, so without further ado, I guess let's just uh, get to it, uh, beginning with uh, funny enough, I guess January first falls on a Tuesday, so we get a we get a number of releases on January first, twenty nineteen. Uh, so, Kyle, what's the first release that jumps out at you? Well, you know, Trevor, let me ask you a question before we get going on this. Did you know that Chris Hemsworth, who played Thor, is a handsome man, and if he pops that shirt off, it's pretty good. I swear uh, to God, they're marketing this movie on that because he's on the front fucking cover. Bad times at the El Royale. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of proven that uh, your ticket sales will go up by a, a vast margin if uh, if the trailer or the promotional materials for your film include a uh, shirtless Chris Hemsworth. Jeez. Um, they certainly did that with the at least the first two Thor movies. I don't think they bothered <laughs> with the third one. Uh but they at least had him wearing something sleeveless, you know. I actually read when that movie first came out, that first Thor movie, um, yeah. that he when they when they cast him, like he didn't work out. Like he, I think he was just a like country bumpkin from Australia. Like he didn't work out. He just was being a man out there, basically. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It's funny actually. I saw. Um I watched some of the behind-the-scenes materials. Uh, unfortunately, those Marvel Disney movies are always kind of shitty when it comes to like behind the scenes like making of supplements but um one of the supplements they had was a screen test i think for him and tom hiddleston oh, okay and uh tom hiddleston actually auditioned for thor oh, and he he okay. did he did not look bad like uh, he definitely was not the the thor that that we all know and love now yeah but it was kind of interesting seeing like a, a more lithe Thor, <laughs> as opposed to Giganto Thor, because I think it's funny uh, with these like super high profile roles, like uh, for instance, um, uh, Daniel Craig playing James Bond. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> in Casino Royale, he was jacked. <laughs> like, yeah. he got big. He got huge. Well, remember Bale from that as, first. As the series goes along, though, he starts to like deflate, and it's like it's it almost like is a visual indicator of his level of investment in the role or something. Well, you remember Bale in that first Batman movie? Like, he was... I think his best Bale body has been in uh, American Psycho, because he is cut, chiseled, jacked in that. And then I think he did The Machinist sometime after that, and then he did The Dark Knight, where he beefed up again. Like, he was mm -hmm. jacked in that first movie. Huge! And then he yeah, just kind of... It just declines for the other two movies. Well, I mean, he, he wasn't, like lazing about like he's no. still very much in shape but yeah for that first batman movie i think christopher nolan actually commented and said he felt that he got too big for it really which is kind of shocking considering it came right after the machinist yeah he's <laughs> but, the man, but yeah it, it was funny seeing chris hemsworth do kind of the, walk kind of the same path with thor because in that first movie he's like his shape is ridiculous but now he's still like super jacked and everything, but he's he's not as puffy, I guess, as he was in that first one. Christian Bale is underrated. Like we always say, Hugh Jackman is like the epitome of buffness. Like he's just he's there, he's got it. And I'm like Bale has it, but he keeps getting fat for roles, and he's gonna fuck up his body. <laughs> Did he get fat yeah. for Cheney? 
Oh yeah, of course. Oh god, dude, he's gonna he's gonna die. I, or... I think American Hustle also. No, he got, he definitely got fat for that. Yeah, actually, I didn't actually like that movie very much. I didn't. It did. So okay, so that. This is not going to be a good movie. I haven't seen it, but much like American Hustle, like I could see who's in it and I could get the vibe. I'm like, I'm not going to like it, and I know I'm not going to like that movie. Oh, are you talking about Vice? Uh, no, I actually think Vice might be good. Um, no, I've heard I've heard nothing but great things about it. Are you talking about Bad Times at El Royale? Yeah, I'm I'm like bad, ah. just like Bad Times at El Royale. Um, American Hustle. I looked at the uh, looked at the cast. Is that is it Dakota Johnson on there as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, um, she's. I think uh, John Hamm's in there too. Yeah. And, uh, but it's funny actually because I heard actually this movie is pretty good. Doubt it. I'm kind of shocked. Uh, I forget who directed it. In fact, I should probably just take a look real yeah, quick. Take a but, peep. Uh, um, but I think both you and I commented on uh, its resemblance to Smoking Aces. Yeah. Like at least in the way it was marketed, where it's like kind of like a too cool for school kind of vibe to it yeah it's like hey we got a whole busload of quirky characters and they're all they all got guns it's like this feels like it's straight out of 1998 yeah um by the way uh, drew goddard who i know I, mostly as a writer i don't know so that's that kind of interesting um so what else we got here we got night school yeah i'm a, fine uh, kevin kevin hart vehicle holy I, shit I, they I, put out on 4k i do think that I, what's her name T- uh, tiffany haddish is that her name she's really funny i watched uh, a movie with her like a girl's night kind of thing or girl's trip something like that oh yeah i, I think i know her it, and, she was yeah, she, very funny on there i i uh steph wanted to watch it and i watched it with her and I, it was pretty funny but she was very funny on there Best part well, I mean, like the I remember the trailers for this movie. Um, a lot of a lot of scenes of her smacking him around. Yeah, it it seemed like you know a good time. He's in a little hot water right now, so yeah. oh yeah, we, we don't like to get into that. No, <laughs> um, nothing really popping out from the rest. Bluefin, but I don't know if that's a documentary or a cry movie. Like I'm not really sure what that's supposed to be. Uh, it's only. 54 minutes long. Uh, Bluefin is a tale of epic stakes set in the tuna capital of the world, tuna North stakes. Lake, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Edward Island in Canada. Uh, the film explores the baffling mystery of why the normally wary bluefin tuna no longer fear humans. Uh, so this, I believe this is a documentary. Okay, interesting. Uh, could could be very interesting. <clears throat> I'm fine Could for be, now. probably won't bother with it, but... Um, holy shit, Red versus Blue is still a thing. I don't even know what that My is. My God. <laughs> um, Red versus Blue was a web series, um, and the way they did the animation was they, uh, they used in-game footage uh, from the first Halo game mm. and just uh, used the, the analog sticks to tilt the, the characters' heads to simulate like a head bobble and then uh, recorded audio, like recorded voice acting over it. And they just made skits, and then it blew up into this like storyline, and it's been going on since the first Halo game. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> um, moving right along, uh, uh, the Civil War by Ken Burns. I think it says 25th anniversary edition. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched that when I was a kid. Um, Ken Ken Burns stuff is always it's always great it's like a warm blanket you know yeah just that for just that format is very comfortable um nice. <laughs> shin tetsujin 28 holy shit uh so tetsujin 28 was a gigantor in the states 
Um, <coughs> it was a anime from before both of our times. I think it was from the '60s. It was black wow. and white. Um, I think my mom knew about it. <laughs> um, mostly, I just know it because my brother, uh, when we were kids, we, he had a, a a CD. It was called Saturday Morning Cartoons. And it was a bunch of contemporary 90s bands um, doing covers of, like, Hanna-Barbera uh, opening theme oh, okay. songs for cartoons and stuff. So, like, Johnny Quest and uh, Kung, uh, Hong Kong Fui. I did not like and Johnny I, Quest. I, I like the 90s one. Uh, I saw some of the, the 60s version, and, yeah, it did not work for me. But the 90s one was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, Gigantor is, like, classic anime that it's... In Japan, uh, they bring it back like every couple decades, and sure enough, this is from 1980, so uh, that must have been the second iteration of the character. Um, moving on down, wow, uh, there's a lot of images not filled in here. I wonder if that's maybe a problem with the website. Uh, yeah, because you're the release of Beowulf, the Robert Zemeckis movie, probably trying to cash in on that uh, Welcome to Marwin movie that I think just came out. Yeah, it's apparently not very good. Yeah, uh, I had high hopes for it, but um, yeah, general consensus seems to be it's uh, misguided in in how it uh, approaches some of the themes of the story. I don't really do uh, um, <coughs> I don't really do Steve Carell movies that much. Um, pretty much anything that he did during or post Office, and it was a comedy, it's probably worth your time. But other than that, not really. Um. I mean, the big short was an ensemble, but how was he in it? I actually, I did not watch that, because uh, it looked boring as sin. Uh, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, I've heard it's pretty good, and I believe it, but it'll be like another five years before I end up watching it. Ah, well, it's the same folks that made uh, Vice. Uh, just throwing that out there. Um, I haven't seen it myself, but my brother liked it. Vice, the um, the docu series, the docu. The no, the the Dick Cheney movie. Oh, okay. Um, Trouble. What is it? Angelica Houston, Bill Pullman, David Morse, and Julia Stiles? I was actually just asking. <laughs> what? I, I was looking. My my girlfriend was watching uh, Julie and Julia yesterday, which I kinda, oh yeah, I kind of want to watch now because I saw like the the back like sixty percent of it. I'd say, um, and it it looked pretty good. Like it was it was enjoyable, and uh, I was looking it up on IMDb, and Julia Stiles came up, and I had to double check with my brother who can't stand her. <laughs> um, and I was like, hey, do you do you still hate Julia Stiles? He's like, still to this day. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just checking he's not a fan uh, have a happy new year bro <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> click <laughs> um yeah i i've always been kind of lukewarm about her but i think just because of the the time period in which i grew up like just seeing her is again like that that warm blanket kind of feeling mm-hmm. where it's like oh i know her i know what to expect from her she's not, not much but i know what to expect <laughs> um there's that movie a guy thing i don't know if you ever saw jason lee um, no. Uh, oh my gosh, Selma Blair, and she's in it as well. It's pretty funny. It was funny at the time. Probably doesn't hold up now, but jo- yeah. uh, James Brolin's in it too. It's funny. I mean, that, that's a decent cast. Yeah. But yeah, this this Trouble movie, just the cast, it jumped out at me. It's like, these are all people I generally like, especially David Morris. Who the hell's David and, Morris? Why do I know that name? Well, am I... Is that Hack? Yeah, that's Hack. Oh, okay, yes, David Morse, all right. It's the dad from The Good Son. Wait, does it say 1953 dat to dash? 
like, like an dash epi- meaning I'm not dead yeah, yet. Yeah, like an epitaph that he's already got his gravestone <laughs> picked out. No, I've always liked him. <clears throat> he's a good supporting man. Like I, I can't think of many things he's led, but uh, he's always welcome. He's the yeah, main this troubled movie. He's looks the, like modern western or something. He's the main villain in Disturbia, which I think was I thought was pretty good at the time. Uh, we got the PBS section, as I like to call it. Uh, <laughs> PBS slash BBC. Is that Mel Gibson in the in the Bounty? That's not Mel Gibson. Yeah, that is Anthony Hopkins and Mel Gibson. I've, what is? I've never even heard of that. I'm guessing this is an adaptation of Mutiny on the Bounty. I've been meaning to watch it for a long time now, but because it's been on like Amazon for a long time, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Mm. Uh, yeah, oh, I've seen a scene from Lieutenant there. Bly whose cruelty leads to a mutiny on his ship. This version follows both the efforts of Fletcher Fletcher Christian to get his men beyond the reach of British retribution and the epic voyage of Lieutenant Bly to get his loyalists safely to East Timor in a tiny lifeboat. I think I've seen a scene of that where he's walking up to that girl with the flowers on her head, and I don't think she has a shirt on. Is that Daniel Day-Lewis? That's Daniel Day-Lewis. That's DDL. That is, that is baby Daniel Day-Lewis. This is automatically a good film. <laughs> Pretty much. I have to watch that. And hey, it's your it's your boy Gary Oldman. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Scarlet Letter. Uh, tell them Willie Boys here. Apparently, a Robert Redford film. Damn fun. Uh, yeah, uh, January second is the the time period we're looking at right now, and it looks like these are a bunch of re-releases of classic films. Uh, these look like some pretty heavy hitter films. Yeah, uh, right. For for a particular crowd, like we have a Brando release here, uh, that the Appaloosa, but we don't talk about him. We don't. John talk about Saxon, him. fuck yes, <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, release dates that aren't on a Tuesday are generally like uh, off release dates. So it's generally it's reserved for uh, either concert videos or uh, yeah, like you said, the PBS section. PBS section. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Bounty, Scarlet Letter, Tell Them Willie Boys here, Washington Square, Silent Scream, and the Appaloosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on down, we have some more PBS releases. Uh, January 4th, the Vienna Johann Strauss Orchestra. Yeah. Okay, it's a concert cool. video, I guess. Hey! Yeah, exactly. Timely. Exactly. Timely release. Very Holy much. Shit. So now we're on to January 8th, and do you want to start us off, Kyle? Yeah, so on January 8th, it looks like 8mm starring Nicolas Cage is going to be released. Um, we are actually going to be doing an episode on this shortly. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> do you, we won't say for what, but we will be doing um, this Nicolas Cage movie. And I remember, like we've discussed and why we're doing an episode on it, I remember liking it. Um, it's post-7, like it's shortly after 7, and it definitely has kind of that really dark... 90s vibe to it kind of gross feeling um <laughs> you kind of need a shower when you're done with it you're like i don't feel so good about myself after watching that but um yeah i'm looking forward to doing that one yeah it should be a good time um any any excuse to look at the works of joel schumacher is a mm-hmm. time well spent if you ask me i still want to do an episode on saint elmo's fire it's <coughs> oh we have to i just feel we, like we it. have to hmm um, I'll have to think about my favorite bad movie. Uh, I haven't figured it out yet, but I mean, you've been saying for a while that that's yours, right? It is. It is my favorite bad movie. <laughs> okay. And if you uh, think it's movie. good, give it a rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Um, when yeah, Harry seriously. met, um, the only one that pops out is when Harry met Sally, which I just watched within the last 
year and a half, I'd say, the last year and a half, two years, um, which I enjoyed. I, I liked the all the on-location shots in New York. Um, mm-hmm. It was nice. Uh, but, I haven't seen it, but it's often cited as, like, one of the best quote-unquote romantic comedies. I like Billy Crystal. Um, I do, too. Like, not everybody does. No. But, and, and I like Meg Ryan. Yeah. But I, I especially like like that particular era of Billy Crystal. In fact, I, I threw one of his movies up on the, the future episodes list. Mm. Throw Mama from the Train. I just watched that not too long ago. It was kind of... It was... I, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. It was a little weird. Ugh. Well, let me run this by you. Like, has your dad ever, like, made you watch a movie? Like, been, like, adamant that, Kyle, son, you need to watch this movie? Mm, I think The Thing was the one that he made us watch. So I'm like, I don't know about this, Dad. This is an old horror movie. He's like, trust me, you guys need to watch this. We're going to watch it together. <laughs> and, okay. yeah, that was that was one of them. Okay, because, like, for me, growing up, like, my dad, like, had a handful of movies that he absolutely, like, required me to watch. Mm-hmm. And... It was like a 50-50 chance that it would be complete garbage. But I put some of those up on the future episodes list just because it's like, movies your dad made you watch. (laughs) Now my mom... I I probably wouldn't have bothered with this if not for, you know, the person who gave gave me life required that I watch it at some point. I definitely have my mom. She made me watch some 80s movies like 16 Candles, uh, Vision Quest, um... She had a few others, but yeah, she was the one that was like, you need to watch this. Nothing to lose. Okay, well, may- maybe we can open it up to uh, movies. Movies our parents made us yeah, watch. Yeah, we could do that. Because Vis- Vision Quest I'd very much like to see. Catching up on shit our parents watch. Yeah! <laughs> Tentative title for now. Right. Working title. <laughs> Working title. Uh, <laughs> moving right along, we got uh, Castle Rock. I think this was Stephen King TV series. Oh, that sounds... Not I think great. that my, my my friend, uh, she's really into, like, shitty television. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I remember right, she told me this is, like, the uh, the equivalent of, like, the, the Marvel Universe, but for uh, Stephen King. So it's like they take elements from all of his stories and, like, put it into one setting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she said it's really dopey, but she enjoys it. But she, she likes crap. She has a She has a taste for crap. Um, this mid '90s movie, uh, written and directed by Jonah Hill, couldn't care I less. I've heard good things, um, not as many good things as I have about that Thirteen movie. The no eight, eighth grade. Eighth oh, okay, grade. I was gonna say Thirteen, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't that that uh, Dominique Swain movie? Or no, close. It's uh, Evan Rachel Wood. There you go. Someone and... with ultra clear complexion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Holly Hunter, which I've I've seen that movie a few times. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's it's worth a one watch, I'd say. It's just teenage it, angst. Uh, yeah, it looked good. Yeah. Young young people dramas. Yeah, not not as interested in, in them as I used to be. No, being as I'm no longer a young person. Who was the like? Who was he targeting? Like <clears throat> us, like people who grew up in the '90s, I guess. Like there were kids in the '90s because I did, and I couldn't. I like honestly, I saw the preview. Like, oh my god, Jonah Hill's directing a movie, and he wrote it. I'm like, okay, let me see the preview for it. I'm like, it looks boring as shit. It does not look good <laughs> at all. Um, I actually know nothing about this film other than what it says on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's apparently an elating debut. Mm. <clears throat> Whatever. Uh, moving on down, uh, the Karate Kid Part Three and the next Karate Kid. Why the fuck would you buy this? I haven't seen a minute of any of those movies. 
Oh, I might make you watch them then. Ugh. Hey, hey, hey. The first one is a absolute classic. Absolute. <laughs> okay. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean you got to you got to give me the first one at least. What is this? Second bl- one. Second one's pretty good too. But 3 3 is batshit crazy and I kind of love it for it. Next Karate Kid is uh it's, you can you can have it except for Michael Ironside. He's pretty great in it. But yeah, why why would you buy this double feature? I don't it's know. like the the two shitty entries in the series. In fact, the the remake is probably better than either one of these. <laughs> the, the the one with Jaden Smith that is inexplicably car- called the Karate Kid, even though it features no karate. I was going to say, isn't <laughs> it Chinese? It's Chinese uh, Jackie Chan doing Japanese things? No, they're doing Kung Fu. Okay. Uh, what's this blind date? Uh, the font looks uh, very... Reanimator. It's funny, actually. <clears throat> um, I've seen, um, what is it, uh, synthwave bands use this exact font. That coloration. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a, uh, I don't know, a loose interpretation of what the 80s was, but not accurate. But it look, it's funny, I thought this was Dennis Quaid. I did too. I really wanted this to be Dennis Quaid, but apparently it's someone named Joseph Bottoms. <laughs> exactly. And Kirstie Alley. Oh. And Marina Sirtis from Star Trek The Next Generation. Both from Star Trek? Uh, yes, actually. Kirstie Alley was in, uh, what, Wrath of Khan? Yeah, Marina Sirtis was on the Next Gen show, hmm. and someone named Kier Delia. Uh Let's read the summary here, because I am curious. Um, a man goes blind when remembering his lost girlfriend, but the doctors can't find anything wrong with his eyes. They fit him with an experimental device which allows him to see with the aid of a computer interface and brain electrodes. Meanwhile, a taxi driver is taking young women up to their apartments, giving them gas, and performing a little fatal amateur surgery on them. Their paths inevitably converge, and the blind man must try to stop the psychopath. This sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Um, it sounds horribly disjointed. Like, how do these two, how do these two paths converge? <laughs> I do not know. Uh, the ultimate high-tech thriller, says the cover. Doubt it. Yeah, I seriously doubt it. Um, Stay tuned. Um, John Ritter. Uh, I kind of remember this movie, but I I remember none of the details. But uh, I have no idea. I know I saw it when I was a kid. Eugene Um, Levy. (laughs) Oh, and Jeffrey Jones. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey. Jeffrey. Uh, I I wish he wasn't a horrible person. He wasn't a pedophile, Cause, yeah. Because he 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 was a fantastic actor. Did but speaking of pedophiles, did Spacey do something? I feel like he posted a video or something. Uh, I only heard about this. Um, I don't I don't give views to, to bad people. Um, <laughs> Absolutely but, not. Yeah, apparently he put out some. Uh, if I had done so, it, <laughs> <laughs> he put out a video called "Let Me Be Frank." Oh my god! Because I guess that was the name of his character on that Netflix show. Oh Jesus! And it's him, like in character, like uh, just doing stuff, like schmoozing or something. But just the title has that double meaning, where it's basically him, like saying, "Hey, this is me being honest, but this is also me kind of like wanting my old job back." For a role that was uh, killed off, <laughs> uh, Kev. Um, by the, we don't. By the way, uh, Peter Peter Hyams, um, he and his son uh, have a long history of working with Van Damme. Um, oh. I actually put up 
some of his movies on uh, on the future episode list. Mm. Uh, he was the fellow that directed Stay Tuned. Um, moving on, uh, Nemesis. Uh, this is a long-running uh, sci-fi series. I think it was directed by Albert Pyun. Let me double-check that. Yep, Albert Pyun, uh, the man who's good at shooting but bad at editing. <laughs> <laughs> um, he directed the the Van Damme movie Cyborg. He, he has a... And I think he did that uh, Dollman movie as well. He has a a knack for putting up like violence and action in his movies. Like he's really big on like sci-fi action movies and stuff. Um, but he's kind of like the Jack Black of directors. Where it's like his his passion and energy is admirable, mm. but it doesn't always pan out. Like sometimes that's just not enough. Speaking of JB, I watched that uh, House with the Clocks in the Wall, the Clock in the Wall movie. Whatever. Oh, yeah. It actually, I liked it. It wasn't bad at all. Um, and it, it, Kate Blanchett, she is getting better looking with age. Uh, we were watching she, that. She's quite fine. Has been for quite a while. But Steph and I were watching it, and we were both kind of like, not, almost at the same time, like, it, like she's really good looking. Steph's like, I was about to say that. She's really good looking <laughs> for her, like, I mean, not for her age. I'm just saying, like, she's getting better looking as she gets older i think <laughs> seriously like she's just great it's it's a fun it's a fun little movie and i i still like jack black i i went through a phase where i didn't like jack black anymore but i'm back on black <laughs> i'm telling you man you need to check out those uh those variety show uh episodes in korea where they oh have yeah him on the show and they make him do like jackass kind of stunts he was on hot ones i don't know if you've ever watched that the the show where the dude has the meat hot wings and answer questions he and kyle gas were on there and uh oh it, it was it was a nice little uh, nice one i like that one um what else we i don't know anything else on here um uh yeah we have a bunch of uh re-releases of of uh schlock so these schlock meaning like cheapo B movies that probably don't need to be out on Blu-ray, but no. you know, the the distribution rights to them are probably dirt cheap. So it's like, eh, can't hurt. Yeah. So like for instance we have Whatever Happened to Aunt Alice, mm-hmm. uh, more than likely a slasher movie. Uh, Street Law, a Franco Nero movie, uh, probably made in Italy, uh, being as it's a Franco Nero film. Of course. Uh Willie Dynamite, I'm kinda curious. This is Black exploitation yeah. film from 1974. Uh, oh my goodness! The flashy and arrogant street pimp ruthlessly tries to apply capitalist principles to his own prostitution ring. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need to see that. That's an Arrow. F- uh, yeah. Published film. Uh, Arrow tends to specialize in a certain brand of schlock. Uh, Let the corpses tan. That's kind of an interesting cover. I know, right? It looks like a pirate movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it, it, there's a a glove a leather gloved hand like reaching up to a, a woman in silhouette. She's like heavily backlit, but uh, the image is like covered in tears. Where it looks like a it looks like a, a dime store, not like a, a dime pulp fiction. Yeah, yeah, pulp fiction. Um, yeah, it looks like pirate slash like gangster movie or something. Hmm. Yeah, probably you know, Kino. Kino's a kind of a big name. Uh, when it comes to DVD and Blu-ray distribution, uh, 24 frames. Uh, this is a Criterion. I know. Place. I don't know. So what let's that check is. it out. Uh, Iranian director oh, Abbas wow. Kirostami. 
Kiarostami uh, gave himself a challenge to create a dialogue between his work as a filmmaker and his work as a photographer, bridging the two art forms to which he had dedicated his life. Uh, Interesting. So he digitally animated 24 of his still images uh, to create a animation, I guess. I would watch this, but I don't think I would buy it before I did. Yeah, um, I don't know if I would get much mileage out of that. It would probably yeah. be very interesting, but um, yeah. That's a one and I, done. I don't know if I would revisit that. Like a racer head. Like, I own a racer head, but uh, Jesus, I don't know when I'm going to watch that again. <laughs> I can just, like, picture you, like, sitting with your your lady like on the couch like thinking about what to watch for the day and just like your eyes flicked at your razor head and she's like no Kyle, just, I, no. I think you, I think you either you either <laughs> now have, is not the time damn it <laughs> I think you have to be mourning like somebody has to have just died or you have to go through like a devastating breakup to be able to watch a razor head maybe I should if you're about to have a child you should watch a razor head because <laughs> that's oh <laughs> that's the context yeah, in which um, it was that, yeah. That, that, yeah baby shower gift there you go there's a razor head <laughs> Here you go, lady. <laughs> um, what's this? The Spanish prisoner is that? Who's on? Who is that? Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Steve Martin. I'll pass. Uh, Campbell Scott. And is that Jesus? I, I wanted to say that was Ethan Hawke, but it looks like Jesus. No, Felicity Huffman. David Rick. Mamet. David Mamet. Mm. We've we've visited David Mamet before. Is this where Steve Martin's playing serious? Uh, I I would imagine, but again, David <laughs> Mamet, so he's probably got some Spitfire dialogue. <laughs> or it's just like a serious movie, then all of a sudden King Tut starts. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a it's a serious movie, and then his character from A Little Shop of Horrors rolls up on his bike, and starts. <laughs> punching nurses and stuff and <laughs> shooting puppies with a bb gun <laughs> oh, um nothing else is really popping out to me here uh uh let's see here the captains that does not look like happy fun time no that does not uh hellfest uh i can't remember if i heard this was good or it, not probably not it um, does not look good and i i would i would have heard if it was good I have. Pe- um, Kyle, what what are what's your familiarity with the Purge? I've seen the first one, and I I actually really liked it. I like the Strangers better. I kind of it kind of has a uh, not a similar vibe, but um, as far as like home invasion movies go, I think it's pretty decent. Uh, but I didn't see any. I'm like, it's not a sequel. It's not something I want to watch a sequel of. Um, like it was one and done for me, um, so I don't I don't know anything about. It. I think they're on like a third or fourth one by now, aren't they? They're I think up to four, no, maybe five movies, and uh, apparently wow. this is the first season, season of yeah. the television series. Um, the reason I bring it up is because I am very curious about the series because everything I hear about it suggests that it's getting better. Really? Yeah, that it's actually continually improved. Interesting. And I'm like actually very curious i think i might actually bite the bullet and start watching these movies because especially since i like frank grillo and apparently he's like a big part of the second and the third movies um but yeah i've heard they they continually get better interesting because the first one is generally regarded as like the weakest one because it it had no money Mm -hmm. and it's a it's like a, a bottle drama because they had no money 
Um, whereas the other ones expand on everything and it just keeps spiraling outwards and getting bigger and bigger. And it, it's it's almost like watching a, a comic book universe get built on the fly. Mm. Interesting. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I think I might watch these movies because I'm kind of curious. How's your... Uh, the first one's definitely worth a watch. Um, how's your Archer going? Oh, I finished that first season you got me. What'd you think? It was good times, man. The writing is very tight. It gets it gets better. I was rewatching um, the third season and I was laughing and I things I missed before and we were and I started watching the fourth one. We were just playing card games, hanging out last night, and I was <laughs> laughing my ass off to that too. So you should you should keep going. Um, so yeah, nothing really else in this row. Bent is that? Um, uh, what's his? I can't. I can never remember his name. I always know his Clive Owen. Clive Owen, yes. Yeah, it looks like uh, Tom. Looks like, looks like uh, young Clive Owen, nineteen. Very young, yeah. So this was and Mick Jagger, Ugh. Ian McKellen. Ooh, I like Ian. What? McKell- I like Ian McKellen. Yes, I like who Max doesn't? is a handsome young man and who, after a fateful triest with a German soldier is forced to run for his life. Pursued and captured, Max is placed in a mm. concentration camp. Ooh. Where he pretends to be Jewish because, in the eyes of the Nazis, gays are the lowest form of human being. It takes a forbidden relationship wow. with an openly gay prisoner to teach Max that without the love of another, life is not worth living. Heavy Jesus. Shit. You're throwing persecution of homosexuality and the Holocaust into a movie. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, that is that is heavy. When do you watch this movie? I, that's a tough one, man. Um, but 1997, I guess that explains why Clive Owen kind of exploded shortly after that. Um, this, this was before I think even the uh, the Bourne movies because he was in the first one in a very small role, and he was also in a computer game <laughs> called uh, I think Privateer Two. Um, you might want to look that up, man, because uh, the cast in it is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, that that computer game, just the cutscenes from it, because it's like Clive Owen. I think John Hurt is in there. John fucking Hurt. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So, Asher, what is that all about? Um, <laughs> I think this is another in the long line of uh, Taken ripoffs, meaning uh, old guys punching young people. But uh, if there's anybody I want to see punching people, because I just, oh, I just had Steph watch, uh, we watched the first Blade a long time ago, a couple, like a mm-hmm. year ago. And I didn't get to the second one, but it's on Netflix right now, so we got to watch the second one. And my God, is that movie still really good? Yeah, I'd like to go back and rewatch it again because I I think I might like it better than the first one. To be honest, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do. I actually do like it better than the first. Well, it's Guillermo, and then you have yeah, Ron that Perlman. makes a big difference. Um, it's got fucking Norman Reedus. I mean, fuck off. Uh, Holy shit! Look at this cast, dude. Some well, by the way, the tagline for Asher is "Some things get better with age." <laughs> okay, so um, we have uh, Mike Dexter, uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Jacqueline Bisset. I don't know who that is. Famke. Famke. It's got Famke. It's got Famke. <laughs> Dude, she's in the Taken movies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, Peter Peter Fascinelli, man with one of the most punchable faces in Hollywood. Yeah, but I have a theory that he's actually a cool dude. I he looks like he could be an absolute dick, but I fucking love Can't Hardly Wait. He is so he's really great in that. But he's in all those Twilight movies. Um, yeah, he is. He's the doctor. He's um, the doctor. Well, the dad. Do- dad. Doctor Dad. Yeah. Dad, dad, <laughs> doctor. 
Uh, <laughs> I think it, I, I'm going to put it out there. I think he's probably a, a nice guy, and he missed out on the Fast and the Furious movies somehow. How is he not in those movies? Uh, that's a good question, but maybe maybe you should tweet him or something. Be like, hey, Peter, are you a good guy? You he'll just guy? like reply, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kind of a dick. Oh, it was like, damn. <laughs> I, had, I had 10 bucks riding on that. Did you ever watch that show Fast Lane with him? It was on Fox for like uh, like a season or two. It had uh, um, uh, oh, what is her name? Say by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Gosh. Oh. And had her and and him, and it was not good. But that was what he was oh. doing after Can't Hardly Wait. Oh no, I never bothered with that. Actually, there's a movie that he's in um, that I. I don't know if anybody's really covered on like a podcast or a video review series, to my knowledge anyway. But I feel like something needs to be said about it, so we might have to do it. Cool. Um, it's called Supernova. I've heard of it. It's complete shit. Um, but it's like, it's he's the bad guy in it, <clears throat> and James Spader oh. in like the only role he ever like got in shape for, <laughs> <laughs> and he's supposed to be playing a badass. James James Spader as like a, a badass space jockey. He should be and on it, uh James Spader should be the one on House of Cards now. Not playing the same character, but like a um whatever character Spacey was playing esque dickhead. Like I think he could do that pretty well. Well they could do like they did in the Matrix and just be like, Yeah, uh, I I got a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm the same guy, but uh different looking. Or like he gets shot in the face and then he had reconstructive surgery. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Get have him do the, the mirror. Mirror <laughs> Office Space, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and buy it on Blu ray because it's got a release. Twentieth anniversary, holy shit. Right. Um, by the way, this uh Where the Day Takes You, this cover really 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 wants to be like the lost the, boys yeah the modern lost boys or the outsiders yeah um but look jesus this, the way this cast is put together it's like the 90s in bottled form sean yeah. astin lara flynn boyle i don't know peter dobson or baltazar getty i know uh, that ricky name lake ricky lake <laughs> ricky lake yes dermot mulroney and will smith that sounds 1991 to 1992 must have been a series or something weird I have no idea what that is. No. Uh, Queer Core, How to Punk a Revolution. Hmm. A film by Yanni Leiser. Documentary on Queer Core, a, the, social, the cultural and social movement that began as an offshoot of punk uh, from last year. Nice. This is probably really good. I, would I haven't heard that. of it, but it sounds interesting. I'd give it a watch. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Nothing all the creatures were stirring up. Uh, Kyle, Yo. have you? I'm gonna pull up something on the Googles. Okay. Bam! That's immediately what Ooh. came to mind. Wow, what is that? It's got a Criterion release. But all the creatures were stirring. Proteus. Proteus, yeah, isn't that all the creatures were stirring? Proteus. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that's that's not the Criterion. Oh, I, I thought it was the Criterion. I'm like, <laughs> that, what? My is God, that, that is not the Criterion. I was gonna say. No, 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 no. It looked like it in passing. I'm like, Jesus, okay, this is a big no. deal. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just the cover art immediately brought that to mind because yeah. Proteus was something I used to walk by in like the uh, the grocery store a lot. Gotcha. Never heard of it. Um, 
Uh, I've never seen it. I just know the cover. Um, um, moving on down. Nothing this, really. This this looks like something some hipsters would really be into. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, an evening with Beverly Lufflin. Is Universal that Studios? Is that op? Oh. Um, Emil Hirsch, Craig oh. Robinson, Jermaine Clement, and yeah. Bobby Plaza. You've got me on Jermaine Clement. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, Lulu Danger's unsatisfying ma- marriage takes a turn for the worse when a mysterious man from her past comes to town to perform an event called An Evening with Beverly Lufflin for one magical night only. Um, this looks terrible. <sighs> it It's probably actually pretty good. It's just, it, it's really leaning heavily into like that early 80s aesthetic. Yeah. It's just so ubiquitous right now that it's almost obnoxious. In fact, it's not almost. It, it kind of is now. You know, I've never... There, people, there is there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Yes. Uh, okay, January 15th. Good stuff. Uh, Here we go. Uh, we have a Criterion release. Yes. Notorious. Uh, Notorious from 1946. Uh, let's see here. Alfred Hitchcock. It's probably a good movie, <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah, uh, I don't have much more to say other than Cary Grant, Ingrid Bergman, Claude Rains. Yep. I know all those people from pr- 1946. That probably supposed to good. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween 4K, uh, I've heard that's pretty good. Um, the newest Halloween movie. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll probably watch it here before long. Oh, you, you better. I mean, it seems like... It seems like it, like slasher movie franchises aren't really your big thing. No. But if I was to pick one that seemed to resonate more with you, I guess, like seem to be more in line with your personal tastes, like mm. Halloween seems like it would be the one. Yeah. I like the first two movies, and I like those Rob Zombie remakes. Um, I just, I'm over it, I guess, at this point, so I, I, I have to get into the mood again. So it'll probably be next, th- this next Halloween is when I'll end up giving it a watch. Um, yeah, I'm curious about this one. Uh, I've heard it's good, but I've also heard it's bad. Uh, it seems to be kind of divisive. Um, but the marketing for it looked good. Uh, I could tell that there's a couple of long shots in there. Uh, probably probably just one, actually. But that's something that I haven't seen too often in slasher movies. That it's it's a neat gimmick. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's the it's the current gimmick when it comes to films these days. Uh, seeing it applied to a slasher movie would be kind of interesting, but I'll, I'll watch it. I probably won't wait till Halloween. I'll probably just rent it or something mm. <laughs> um, on any given Sunday. Um, uh, beside that, we have Cliffhanger uh, getting a four, 4K release. Uh, yeah. So, Kyle, uh, what did you think of Cliffhanger? So, Cliffhanger, I watched around the same time as... Um uh, like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Terminator, Terminator Two, um, and I remember the opening of this movie really made them like really freaked me out, and it was, mm-hmm. and I remember being parodied very well in Ace Ventura Two, uh, when Nature Calls, um, yeah. but I don't remember much else besides that opening shot. I remember Stallone in that denim wool jacket before he goes up to the mountain, and then. Uh, John Lithgow doing like a very sinister uh, noise, and yeah, then he's, that's he's pretty much it. He's doing like a, a mid-Atlantic kind of accent or something, like one of those. It's just supposed to be like rich American accents. Is like he? A a, phone, it's not even regional. Is he American? Yeah, 
Okay, I always I always thought that he was British for some reason because he always has just a weird voice. I don't know. No, he he does put a weird affectation on his voice in that movie. Um, I really like John Lithgow. I do too. Like, oh, I, he's, oh, he's always welcome. Orange County has been on my list to have Steph watch for a while. Uh, he's fucking hilarious in that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, the the big thing about Cliffhanger for me is that it's a it's directed by Rennie Harlan, and Rennie Harlan is, I think he's Finnish. Um, like, what put him on the map was Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh. And I've said it before, like, the best quote that came from him in, in the, the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary I have mm-hmm. is, uh, I know what teenage boys like. It's like, to me, that's like, any movie of his that you watch, you need to keep that in the back of your mind. He looks, like, he looks like a Nazi. <laughs> he's, he's a big... He's a big like bearded viking man that had like <laughs> that basically he makes movies for teenage boys and oftentimes he, like violence in his movies is over the top his action is always over complicated like he can never just have a straight up shootout he needs to have john mcclane do like rolls on the ground and uh-oh. like have ob- objects fall from the ceiling and, i like, know exactly white what, guy white guys swinging on ropes and stuff i know exactly what shot from die hard 2 you're talking about because i remember seeing it i'm like how the fuck is he hitting anything if he's rolling like that <laughs> yeah um, yeah it, it, it's a bit much it's also, always a bit much he also how he does movies he also did one of our favorite bad movies which is deep blue sea yes he did mm. and uh i think he did uh it's funny, whenever I throw this movie out there, people always get confused. I think the movie was actually called Mind Hunters. And uh, there's that, what, Netflix series? That's uh, about, like, seri- it's really David good. Fincher thing or it's something? really good. Mind Hunters is a really good show. I'm actually really excited for it to come back if it ever does. Well, uh, it's a really shitty movie, also. <laughs> well, the guy who plays, the guy who's the main guy looks like a young Carrie Elwes. Like, he, his mannerisms, too. He reminds me so much of Carrie Elwes. But, um,. It's it's a good show. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's worth you getting Netflix for, but um, they just they just dropped another. Um, they got dropped a couple cool things. One, they just dropped a new uh, true crime docu series, which mm-hmm. if I haven't said before. I'll say again, um, their docu series are just awesome. Like they're great. Um, but they're well, man. I think my brother's been saying it for a while. That's like that's that's kind of why you have Netflix more so than like most of the shows. I mean, they have all... For for him, anyway. They have all... Like, they put classic movies on there. They have all three Godfather movies on there. Um, They've had them on there for a while. But I think that of the the media platforms, um, the streaming services we have, I think Netflix is pretty good. Um, They have better movies. Amazon Prime has way more movies, but they're not as good. Netflix is able to get some good movies on there. And then there's Hulu. (laughs) Hulu we just use for live TV. I mean, that's fine. I'm going to watch college football here pretty soon. Uh, Okay. Big college football day. Gotcha. We'll we'll have to hurry up then. Uh, No, no, we're fine. Um, Moving along, uh, we have Crimson Peak. Uh, This is not the first time we've seen a re-release of this, but this cover art is fucking metal. Yeah, it is metal. It It reminds me of Mandy a little bit. Yeah, um, this is an Arrow-distributed version of it. Interesting. Uh, I've said it before, Crimson Peak is gorgeous to look at, uh, but make sure you check your brain at the door, because it is pretty fucking stupid. That's Guillermo, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Hiddleston, too, correct? <clears throat> yes. Uh, yeah, Tom Hiddleston's in there. Um, it's it, it's fun. It, I mean, it's 
I, I wasn't I didn't hate it or anything. It's just, it's just remarkably stupid despite being despite having like the classiest of appearances. Are underneath we, the surface it's pretty fucking stupid. Are we ever going to get that third uh, Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Downey Jr.'s and Jude Law? Uh, I don't know if it was ever planned. <sighs> Gosh. I mean, the second one was surprisingly good. It was usually, really good. Yeah, usually those sequels, you know, those sequels that come out pretty soon after the first one, usually those are diminishing returns. But uh, no, I was happy with that second one. Oh, okay. Let's keep going because I'm really excited about the something coming up here. Um, so I, the Plague of the Zombies, I like that front cover, but it does not look like it's very good. I mean, 1966, and I've never heard of it. I mean, mm-hmm. generally, if you've heard of movies from these, from like the 50s, 60s, 70s, they're usually worth watching. Um, I've never heard of this, and it doesn't look very good. But I like the cover art. Yeah, uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't have much else to say about it. It's just yeah. a, a very green cover with a... I mean, to any any of you Gundam fans out there, of which there's probably like two out there listening... Um, <laughs> Both uh, this, y'all, thanks this, for listening. <laughs> this this uh, zombie's front and center, uh, or Warlock or whatever the fuck, his mask looks kind of like Char Osnabel, if, uh, if you're familiar. It looks like the... This Plague Dogs movie um, from 1982... The cover makes me think it's animated. Uh, I'm not sure, though. But uh, Two dogs escape the research facility where they've been subjected to cruel experiments and are, are subsequently hunted by the government because they may carry the plague. This sounds like a movie that would make a young Kyle cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, probably probably good, though. For, I mean, that that's an interesting story. Um, there's actually a... Uh, there's a comic writer by the name of Grant Morrison. He's a very peculiar scottish fella um he wrote a story called we three it's about three animals in power armor who escaped from a lab um i would not be surprised if this served as some sort of inspiration especially seeing as john hurt is in the cast so i can assume that this is a uk production and yeah it's about animals on the run Hmm. with some sort of plague or some sort of contagion or something um can we get ah the uh, the eighties love uh, continues to march on forward. We have uh, the new trend when it comes to packaging is to do uh, like clamshell uh, VHS cases for, yeah. for movies, complete with uh, <laughs> uh, shredded uh, denim jeans style uh, wear and tear on the cover, like pre mm-hmm. pre uh, like pre installed. <laughs> um. There's a couple movies on here. Last Action Hero. Uh, that would be one of the aforementioned uh, VHS case copies. Which I rewatched not too long ago, and I think I'm going to say holds up because I was having legit <coughs> legit laughs in that movie. Um, and it was, as far as like a nostalgia movie, I think this is up there for me. Like This took me right back to being a kid watching it. I, I love this movie. It's great. Buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, I really like the Megadeth song that plays throughout. <laughs> uh, angry again. Um, <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like his, um, like his, um, like when he's getting ready to watch the movie, and you have like those Arnold uh, previews and stuff like that. Those are even hilarious. Uh, uh, I I had a teacher in high school that actually um, showed the Hamlet clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gosh. To be, not, not to be, be. <laughs> douche. 
<laughs> not to be. <laughs> not to be. <laughs> yeah, he, he showed that to introduce the uh, Shakespeare unit. If, you, if you've never <laughs> seen it, just buy it on Blu-ray. Just buy this. Give them the money. Yeah, it's uh, great. I, I actually like Last Action Hero. Um, my brother's always been keen on pointing out to me that apparently like the script was like a work of art before it got filmed. Um, so I'm curious what could have been, but what they what we got was good. good. Yeah, I it's still is still quite good. It might be for the better. And Charles Dance too. He's I mean he's he's able to be like really eerie, like a, a creepy villain. He just because he looks creepy in real life. No offense. I just shot What's a man, man? <laughs> and I don't even care. So good. <laughs> I'm gonna test the theory. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's great in that. Um, Don't forget Tom Noonan also. Oh yeah, he's creepy in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a young kid, that that's fucking terrifying. I kind of I want at some point to do uh, maybe um, a Manhunter versus Red Dragon. I don't know if you'd be into that one day, um, or if you've even seen the latter. Have you seen? Oh no, I've I've seen both. I think that I mean they're both good. <laughs> I would say. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to compare and contrast the two a little bit. Maybe one day. That's down the road. Um, I. I'd be down to do that. I feel like it's going to end up like uh, Godzilla 1985. That's a weird example, but uh, the reason why I throw it out there is um, Godzilla 1985 was altered for its U.S. release. Mm. Um, but some things were improved. So like, if you were to take certain elements from the U.S. version and apply them to the Japanese version, I think you'd have an overall better movie. So the best version of it doesn't exist. Only in your mind, if yeah. you've seen both. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what is this, the Forbidden Photos of Lady... Suspiria? Of, of a lady Su- above suspicion. That is a... Le photo prohibite de una signora per bene. What's BBFC? Uh, BBFC... That's, the, that's rated. Rated... Um, no this says 15, so I'd imagine that's like around a PG-13. Okay. Uh, a repressed young wife's traumatic sexual assault triggers a depraved obsession with her attacker. That's Ooh. weird. Uh, so this is very uh, Italian, I'd imagine. Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, it's a, it's another Arrow release, so um, I'm sure there are boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. I just watched Red Desert. Surprisingly, no boobs in there. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> uh, the Howling Three, the Marsupials. Uh, I remember reading like a Ren- uh, Leonard Malton review of this back in the day. Uh, the Howling series is kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I mean that that first one is is pretty excellent, and then immediately it just goes straight down the shitter. The Howling Two is is um, well covered by by like YouTube movie reviewers because it's so batshit crazy and silly. Um, Christopher Lee is a werewolf hunter, by the way. Nice. I can see him. I can see that, like, actor, voice actor, singer, vampire hunter, werewolf hunter. Like, that's yeah. his resume. Well, it would have been his resume. He's dead now. Um, uh, uh, many, many, many boobs in uh, Howling 2. I, I don't can, know about Howling 3. I mean, that's how you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goosebumps 2, that first movie apparently made all the money. So I'm not I surprised didn't, that there was a sequel. I did not give it my money. Um, I... See, I I'm on the fence because I liked a couple of the Goosebumps movies. The the Werewolf of Fever Swamp freaked me out as a kid, and I actually it was on it was on like Netflix or Prime not too long ago. I gave it a rewatch. Like, 
it's not that bad, honestly. Like it, it the for Werewolf of Fever Swamp, I'll give the Goosebumps franchise. Like it was that was a decent movie that they made. Hmm. Decent. I mean, I I watched the the show when I was a kid. I did too. I didn't like it that much because I felt I think I was just old enough that I was like, eh, this is kind of. Oh, I was at a Halloween party a couple years ago, a house party, and uh, we were playing beer pong in the kitchen, and it was a small gathering. It was, uh, but we were we were going pretty hard, and uh, the Goosebumps theme song came on, and we, a couple of us started doing the Running Man to it. It's just got, <laughs> it's just perfect for it. Um, Kroll, I've heard of Kroll. Uh, as have I. Um, it, you know, Kroll and Willow are two. 80s fantasy movies that I need to see. You need um, to see Willow, but good fucking luck I need luck to doing see it. Willow. I know, I know. Um, I might I buy. Have. I might buy the 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 big one. Like it's got probably a Blu-ray or something like that. But um, is it one of those that George Lucas doesn't want people to own or something like that? Like it's super expensive. It's like fifty bucks. Uh, I think so. Um, it's it great. was actually directed by Robert Zemeckis, as far as I remember. But yeah, for some reason, it's like it's like the Howard the Duck situation, where for whatever reason, it's locked down. Um, he should but be... I really do want to see it someday, because it... it has so many things I like. No, I think it was Ron Howard. Was it Ron Howard that did that? It was either Robert Zemeckis or Ron Howard, but... Um, some some folks that are like a couple years older than me. It was like kind of a really important movie to them. It, um, I I really I watched it a lot as a kid, and I really really enjoyed it. And um, it, it's got like dragons and like you know little people and uh, the uh, I know this for useless trivia. The the very first uh, on screen morph shot. Oh, I forgot about that. It's when someone turns into a tiger or something. It kind of turns into uh, Conan, uh, Conan the Barbarian a little bit, if I remember correctly. At the end, that was a weird ending to that movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kroll. Um, apparently, baby Liam Neeson's in there. Sorry, Conan the Destroyer, not the Barbar- Barbarian. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Conan the Destroyer, uh, where they, they fight the big rubber monster at the end. With the phallic head, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, I defend that movie. It is stupid, and it's not nearly as good as the first one, but I still enjoy it. I wonder, like, because Wilt, isn't it Wilt Chamberlain is uh, the other fella in there? I believe so, yes. I wonder, because Bombata! He, uh, he was known to, I think he was supposed to have sex with over, like, a thousand women uh, oh, at yeah. one point. That's his reputation. I wonder if he hit on anybody on that set. <laughs> 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 or if, if there was a couple of notches on that movie. <laughs> Um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. So, although Grace Jones was apparently the most dangerous person on that set. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I listened to the commentary. Yes, I listened to the fucking commentary for Conan the Destroyer. Wow. Um, <laughs> the, apparently she was uh, very dangerous because she did a lot of. Uh, she had a staff as her weapon in the movie. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, she, she was not she... very safe with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't she bop? She bopped somebody on the nose a couple of times. I think. Yeah, she she really whacked some people. So like, I'm pretty sure like Wilt Chamberlain was like sizing her up, and he's like, Nah, it ain't worth it. So moving along, uh, Kindergarten Cop is something that pops out to me, as well as Born on the Fourth of July, and I can see one that's definitely going to pop up to you uh in the next in the next line um yeah. yeah we're starting it's starting to pick up here kindergarten cop i wouldn't own it on blu-ray but i would give it a rewatch. Um, fuck this kid <laughs> <laughs> fuck this kid 
Ansel Elgort. <laughs> uh, um, Ansel Elgort and something called Jonathan. Fuck that guy. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. I know you're a big fan of um, Homegirl from there. Oh, yeah. Mary, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She, uh... She works. I had a I had a moment. I was looking at my tea inventory. I have a huge tea inventory now, and I was like, I was like, Steph, you want a tea? She's like, Yeah. I'm like, Okay. What do you want? She's like, Um, I don't know. I'm like, Okay. So we have uh, green chamomile, tension tamer, uh, chai, English breakfast, Scottish breakfast. I'm just like going through all the teas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's Scott Pilgrim. Um, Aaron Brock. That was that was a fun movie. I mean. Edgar Wright is a director I have very little familiarity with, and that was, I think, the first movie of his I saw, and and the only movie of his I saw for a very long time. Isn't that have Chris, what's the is it Chris Evans? Yeah, he's my favorite of, of the three Chris's. Uh, yeah, Chris Chris Evans, the man who did comic book movies. Yeah, uh, like Fantastic Four, Scott Pilgrim, The Losers, he, uh, Captain America. He's done a lot of comic book movies. I really liked him in Sunshine. I think that's um, one of his better movies. Uh, is him. That, yeah, my brother said that I should watch that. Um, I put Snowpiercer on the list of potential episodes we could do down the road. By it, the way, it's been spoiled for me. That's why I haven't given it a watch. But uh, damn, uh, the. Uh, most recent version of Les Mis uh, uh, from 2012. Man, there's a lot of re-releases. Uh, we should probably bad. pay more attention to the new releases. Um, Land Before Time. <laughs> Never seen it. Uh, the original movie from 1988. You haven't seen it? Never seen it. Oh, wow. That was a huge movie. Yeah. Uh, for me and for most kids, actually. Um, dinosaurs, man. Kids love dinosaurs. And that movie is excellent. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack alone. Uh, this is a Don Bluth film. Um, I actually have a couple of Don Bluth movies on the list of future episodes. Hmm. Uh, Mormon animator man made some great ass movies and then fell very sharply. <laughs> uh, Safe House, I think. Uh, I don't think I put it on the list of potential episodes, but this is actually a pretty good movie, by the way. Really? Yeah. Um, it has your it has your boy Brandon Gleason. I do like Brandon Gleason. And uh, Ryan Reynolds is good in it. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I'm just going to open this up. <laughs> um, what's his face? Uh, oh, shit, they didn't list... Oh, yeah, Ruben Blades is in there, but they mm. didn't... Uh, Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman is in there for, like, two scenes. And, holy shit, I hope he got paid, because some of the stunts he did in this movie... Oh, shit, there's no way to do them without taking some pumps. <laughs> uh Cowboys and Aliens, that was... I wrote a big, fat article about how much I despised this movie. And, um... One, uh, uh, Grantland? Did you get uh, all that? Did you get uh, a Grant, th- Grantland actually cited me. I was gonna say, did you get a thumbs up from Harrison Ford? Like, I didn't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like it either. Uh, it was too... It was too dry out there. Yeah. I couldn't get my acting chops together. Yeah, just aside from... It's not what I've been proud of in my career. Uh, I don't get that John Favreau guy. Sometimes he's fat, <laughs> and other times he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Make up your mind, son. Um, yeah, um, I'd, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's obviously. not worth your time. It is not worth your time. Here's a, here's a nostalgia one for us. The Little Rascals. I'd seen the hell out of that when I was a kid. You know, uh, I skipped that. It's fine. It, you don't was, need to watch it. It was like targeted right at me, but for some reason I skipped it. You don't need to watch it. Um, <laughs> the thing, buy it. Oh, that's the 2011. Don't, don't, yeah, don't no, buy it. No, we don't care about that. 
Uh, moving on down. Smokey the Bandit 40th Anniversary Edition. Never seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> Tower Heist. Burt Bert Reynolds died recently, so it's worth pointing out. Yeah, Tower Heist. That movie sucks. Do not watch it. Uh, Speed Kills. Okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, I'll bite. What you got? Speed That's, Kills. That is a uh, John Travolta. Starring Tra- John Travolta. Why does he look so constipated? He looks weird. Yeah, like... I don't remember. Does he actually have blue eyes? I don't know. He, he looked lately. He's been doing a lot of these movies where he wears a lot of makeup and funny wigs. He's. I um, think he's been bald for a long time. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> Speedboat racing champion and multimillionaire Ben Aronoff leads a double life that lands him in trouble with the law and drug lords. That could be fun. James Remar, I like him. Uh, Tra- Esposito, I love her. Tra- uh, Travolta might be edging into his Seagull, uh, Seagull era, basically, <laughs> where he's just going to be doing these stupid, vague um, uh, action <laughs> movies, uh, and, and they might be like bad. They might be like bad fun. Like they might be enjoyable, like that. Um, well, you know, as much as people shit on him, I, I actually do find him entertaining. Yeah. Like, even when he's not good, he just has a way about him that you can tell he's trying something. Yeah. And and I always appreciate that. Like, maybe it's a it's a, a knock on my appreciation for acting, but I always appreciate when people take chances and try to make something of a performance rather than just be flat. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Matt Modine would be a good example of being flat. <laughs> uh, Kellen Lutz, holy shit. Uh, he... Uh, he uh, he tried to be something, didn't work out. Um, Breakfast Club Blu-ray. I don't like that movie. I know it's I, it's supposed I to. Have, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's. I mean, you should probably watch it because you're like the only person who's never seen it. Thirtieth hmm. anniversary. Damn. It's. It's. I mean, it's considered a good movie. I think it has a Criterion release. Honestly, um, I just well, it doesn't hold it's up. It's like the. I think it's like the most famous like John Hughes Brat Pack movie. Yeah, it is. It is one hundred percent. Moving on down, we have a whole bunch of re-releases. Yeah, uh, stuff that's been out for ages. Um, Twelve Round Gun. This is a movie that I am probably going to buy. I could see that. Um, I've had my eye on this for a while. It's been loosely publicized, but. Um, the big selling point of it for me... Oh, by the way, this guy from Batman Begins. <laughs> um, the big selling point of it for me is that... Uh, I mean, it's a boxing movie, so obviously I'm interested. Um, but the guy who I think he stars in and directs it is like one of the lead stunt coordinators from the the Marvel movies. Oh. Uh, the Sam Upton fella. Interesting. Yeah, and I think it might be his debut as a as a director and lately we've been seeing this a lot lately where uh, non-directors like either writers or stunt coordinators or second unit guys are getting a chance to make feature films and surprisingly a lot of them end up being very good and I mean fuck it's a boxing movie by one of the foremost stunt coordinators in Hollywood right now of course I'm interested Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the Purge uh, Purge Anarchy I think this is what number four or five? I don't even fucking know. But are they like the Saw movies at this point? Like they're just going off the rails. I think it. I think it is like an annual thing, like the Saw movies wow. were. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I am going to watch those. 
47 Ronin. I like yeah, that you, movie. You told me I should watch this. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It's it. I, I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. That's all. Oh, well, maybe I'll watch it. Okay. Should, I, should we do an episode on it? Maybe. I'd have to give it a rewatch first before... Okay, well, I, I'll, I'll throw it on the list for now. Okay. Um, uh, holy shit, Misha Barton's still working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I thought, not aware of that. I thought she Something was dead. called The Basement from this year. I honestly thought she died. I thought she, you know, just carried on. Okay. What the fuck else you gotta do? Uh, okay, so more PBS releases... Uh, this, okay. is, this looks like our last release day, maybe. Yeah, so now we're at January 22nd, and the first big release of that day is uh, First Man. Haven't seen it, haven't heard anything about it. Uh, I've heard it's excellent, it's up for Oscars. Um, it's about Lance, it's a, no, uh, <laughs> it's not about Lance Armstrong. It's about <laughs> Neil Armstrong, the, uh. the astronaut who first touchdown on the moon uh starring ryan gosling and directed by damien chazelle who is the fellow that did la la land so oh. together before uh, it's supposed to be very 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 good and i probably won't bother with it i won't watch it <laughs> um. um oh 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 yeah uh, right arrow, arrow release of Waterworld. um i don't know if this is the movie's first time on blu-ray but um I'm gonna have to do my research on the uh, the special features for this. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I would have it. Yeah, me too. Because the production history of Waterworld it's is notorious, more yeah. fascinating than the movie. Um, Ooh, I'm I've, gonna keep my eye on that. Uh, Mikey and Nikki. Uh, I've actually heard Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. I kind of want to watch this. I've heard I've heard about this movie um, from 1976. Uh, I actually just watched the Odd Couple, the with Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, the uh, the the movie from like 1968 or something. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The movie's okay, but fucking uh, Walter Matthau's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, he seems he seems like kind of your guy. He's he's great. I mean, I love him in Bad oh, News Bears, but yeah. Um, a film by Elaine May. Uh, so I had a friend. Well, I still have a friend. <laughs> um, they uh, they suggested i give some of john cassavetti's movies a look like movies that he directed Mm -hmm. uh, usually he has like his wife star in them i forget her name um but he was notorious for making these uh like family drama kind of movies that would usually be like three hours long and mostly be improvised as far as i could tell Mm. um but yeah looking at this 106 minutes uh not quite the three hours but it's creeping up there is, <laughs> is john cassavetes the father of nick cassavetes yes he is oh, okay um but he's he's very 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 well respected in uh in hollywood yeah i, I mean he traditionally regarded as an indie director i know i know the the canon folks uh paid him a lot of money to just make whatever the fuck uh just because of the the name recognition mm-hmm. and i guess he just gave them whatever the fuck <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because he's not that kind of guy like he's one of those guys that you throw a bunch of money at him and he just rolls his eyes at you uh he, he i guess he had a role in hangover too he's the guy tattooing the young kid what uh, the fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so funny like he is his his little scenes funny in there i didn't realize that was him though huh um uh-huh. Cobra El Dorado. I've seen the road to El Dorado. Um, uh, let me hop back to Cobra for a second. This, <laughs> this is a, a collector's edition. It says so right on the cover uh, for the 1986 Stallone movie Cobra. 
Um, I did some research. Uh, I'm very sad to report that this does not include the uh, the extended version of the film. Uh, this was made in 1986, so Stallone was at the height of his powers, and the man had an ego. Uh, his wife is in the movie, by the way, <laughs> in a prominent uh. role. Um, and our our uh, our local hero, uh, what's this? Brian Thompson. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it is glorious. <laughs> My gosh. Um, our local hero, Brian Thompson. Um, but yeah, this movie was cut to ribbons in uh, editing by him. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and as far as I know, there does not exist a preserved copy of the uncut film. Mm. And from what I can tell, it was way better. Like, it was way more violent and, and just way more intense. And it actually made fucking sense, because this movie is nonsensical. It's very frustrating. And there are many films in this era of Stallone's career that this happened to. Like, I actually have one on my shelf um, called Nighthawks. I mean, it's, it's fucking Stallone and Billy D. Williams versus Rutger Hauer. Oh. Like, that should be amazing. Yeah. And, uh, no, it got cut to shit in editing, and Rutger Hauer's role was supposed to... The premise was that he was supposed to have equal screen time with Stallone, mm. and the end product is not exactly that. Uh, just he's too much of him in there. You need to put me in there a bit more. That's exactly what happened. Ugh. And uh, apparently the same thing kind of happened with Cobra. And Ooh. What, Ooh. What, what we have, collector's edition or not, uh, is is not the best version of the film that exists. So like I said about Godzilla 1985, uh, the best movie, the best version of the movie only exists in your imagination. Who the fuck are you to keep Rutger Hauer out of your movie? Jeez. Fuck. I, seriously, man. Like, Rutger Hauer is a treasure. Right? Like, he, he lights up the screen. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I tried to watch uh, a couple months ago. Uh, couldn't get through it. I haven't seen it, but... I. I mean, just looking at the components, like Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Yeah, uh, I'd be, I'd be down to give it a shot. Yeah, give it a try. See if you can get through it. Um, Double Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> Double Dragon. The 1994. Uh, I think this was a New Line production. Uh, so the folks that gave us Ninja Turtles, mm. the live action movies. Uh, that is getting a Blu-ray release from MVD, who is a. Uh, they're quickly uh, developing a reputation similar to the. Arrow distribution company. Oh. They just put out shit. And yeah, this movie is shit. I have not seen <laughs> Although, you know, Mark DeCoscos, I do like him, but he can't act. Like he's he's there to be the martial artist, and guess what? There are no martial arts in the movie. Oh. By the by the way, have you seen what uh, Robert Patrick looks like in this movie? Doesn't he have a goatee and spiky hair? He has vanilla ice hair. Oh. But with but with like bleach blonde highlights on black. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's ni- 1994 bottled. <laughs> mm. uh, moving on down. Nothing else is really popping out to me here. Uh, the, hate, the Hate You Give, uh, that must be a brand new release. Uh, looks yeah. like it got some critical acclaim. Unfortunately, I know nothing about it. Oh, Best Friends. I know <coughs> who's in that. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Yeah. Volume 1 and Volume 2. Jesus. So they're still riding that wave. Whatever that wave. Whatever that is. Yeah, what, whatever the fuck that or is. Or whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, d- 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 Roadhouse 2? Uh, that happened? Uh, yeah. 
Jake Busey? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Busey's in Roadhouse 2 from 2006. Um, I know they were trying to remake Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, before, I remember that. Before she lost. Yeah. Before, like, <laughs> it's like before all the money dried up and she had to become a wrestler. But I think apparently she's doing well as a wrestler. That's good. I think Dana White had dollar signs in his eyes. It's like, she's going to do everything. Yeah. I mean, and she did a couple movies. Um, man. She's still doing movies, actually. That Mile 22 movie was not that long ago. I was actually more excited because she was kind of annoying me. Um, and then her unsportsmanlike conduct um, at weigh-ins against Holly Holm. I'm like, oh, I hope Holm, Holly Holm fucks her up. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, you, you got your wish. Uh, that was such a good... It was a really good fight, like, f- on Holm's side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Kyle, are you no, sure about that? <laughs> no, I, I, what I loved about that fight was after she won, after she beat her, Holly Holm just gives like this, like... You can just tell, like, she was really prepared for that fight and she, like the hype around uh ronda rousey was so big that even she when she when she beat her she was like oh my god i fucking did it like mm-hmm. i've it was it was really really great to see um, oh yeah and then uh i don't know if you saw amanda Dania. oh yeah that wasn't even a fight that was Whew. Whew. that was the that f- was that that's i mean call the cops man <laughs> well, like, yeah that was bad that was bad bad um that was like that was Almost as bad as when McGregor knocked out uh, Jose. Um, oh, Jose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was like, oh my gosh. That was so like, it was so. Well, but quick. that was that was one shot. I know, but it, it was just, <laughs> it was like, it was just over before it began. I'm like, that was it? Are you kidding me? He got he got so into his head that he just just stumbled. No, I, I I know you're you're not very well versed in in the Simpsons and stuff, but there's a quote from that show where uh, <laughs> it's a little kid. Screaming, stop! Stop! He's already <laughs> he dead! <laughs> that and, was... Yeah, that, that was Nunez and, uh, and Rousey. Yeah. Uh, so um, moving on, uh, this She-Borg movie from 2016 is definitely riding the uh, nostalgia wave. Uh, interesting cover art. It looks yeah. like... It almost looks like it could be a sequel to um, uh, Turbo Kid. Yeah. Uh, man, I have, to po- I have to post that episode, by the way. Uh Heads up, folks out there. Um, we do have a Turbo Kid episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, looks like, you know, it's in the same vein yeah. as Turbo Kid. Uh, nothing else is really popping out to me on here. Uh, no, nothing else. City of Vampires, that's a kind of badass cover. It is, but it does not look like it's a good movie. Um, 1993, though. It looks see like the, 19... See, if this, was, if this was made in 2018, I'd have lower expectations, but from 1993, it's like... Eh, it it looks okay. like it's from 1979. Yeah, for sure. Uh, don't know anything about it, but maybe I'll keep my eye on that. Okay. Quiet Riot has a concert disc coming out. I'm fine. Uh... January 28th, uh, Wings Hauser in Deadly Force. I think I saw a review of this uh, on the uh, Red Letter Media channel. I could be wrong about that, but the font is... <gasps> I think it's actually the Delta Force font. Look at the next line. So we're now at January 29th, and holy shit, a lot of relevant things are on here. Yeah. Uh, you want to start us off, Kyle? Uh, yeah, so Suspiria 2018, um, I'm fine. Uh, watch the original. 
I haven't seen this. I've heard it's probably pretty good, but watch the original. You, you gotta watch the new one just to compare it. Yeah, maybe. Just to compare I don't want to give it my money. I don't want to give it my money. Oh well, give it give it like Redbox money. Um, in the heat of the night, this looks like <coughs> a drama, like a very like a courtroom, like it could be a courtroom drama. I think it's a cop drama. Cop um, drama. Sydney Poitier. Oh, it's welcome. Guess who's coming call, to dinner? They call him Mr. Tibbs. Uh, Screamer. What's Screamers? Uh, I I told you about this actually. This is a movie that I put on the list a long time ago. Mm. Um, I'm gonna make you watch this. Cause All I right. Really like Screamers. Um, this was a sci-fi movie I watched a lot when I was young. Uh, it's very low budget, but it's Peter Weller, and uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's All a right. low budget sci-fi movie. Uh, post-apocalyptic. It's got RoboCop in it. Rubicup. Um, Willow has got a Blu-ray release. Now, how much is this one going to be? Because if it's not $1,000, you should probably just buy it. So Willow uh, getting a Blu-ray release. Multi-screen edition. What the fuck does I that I don't mean? even know what that means. Uh, currently, pre-order price is $19.99. Perfect. And it was Ron Howard. So okay. Uh, writer, George Lucas. That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. So... Right now, I see two movies that I might end up picking up. Yep. <laughs> I might. And Willow. I might get Willow as well. Um, um, moving on down. Oh, Reign of the Superman. So they're finally pulling the trigger on that. Uh, it's funny. Uh, like a decade ago, uh, the one of the I think the first uh, DC directed DVD. Well, no, not the first, but. One of the higher-profile uh, direct-to-video animated movies that the DC movies made was uh, Death of Superman. Mm-hmm. And they completely fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess, like, just last year, they, they redid it. So ten years... They did a Spider-Man. Oh. Like, it's been ten years. Let's redo it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now I guess they're making a follow-up to that, and they're doing it true to the comics, uh, which they did not bother to do the first time. Um, all the colors of Jello. I'm guessing this is a documentary cashing in on the uh, Suspiria re-release. Probably. Uh, yeah, that's my guess. Uh, you. But wait, Suspiria you, was um, Dario Argento. Uh, I'm, I meant the remake, not the re-release. Oh, okay. Um, you might want to look into this documentary. Yeah. Because Jello films, I think, are right up your alley. Uh, I think it's a genre you should probably explore more of. Okay. Jam um, Splatter University. The Uninvited. Um, this is definitely something that uh, the Red Lighter Media guys just covered like two weeks ago. Um, mm, wow. That's interesting, the timing of that. There's Nothing Out There is a movie that I read a review for on that badmovies.org website from uh-huh. ages ago. Um Ooh. Sounded sounded like a lot of fun. It's from 1991, but it was like ahead of its time in the sense that it it was doing the scream thing where there's at least one character who's self aware of the fact that he's like in a in a monster movie. <clears throat> Ooh, I like all these ones that all these movies that I'm looking at right now look. Ooh, yeah, these all look really good. I could watch uh, any of these. You're looking at Jello movies, yeah. or yeah, yeah. I told you, man. It's it's. I think it's your genre. I should have just taken more film classes when I was in college. Jeez. Well, you should just listen to me. <laughs> is that uh, what is that? Sarah T. Portrait of a Teenage Alcoholic. Is that Linda Blair? That's what it looks like. Jeez. Linda Blair is Sarah T. 
portrait of an alcoholic. Uh, she, um, I believe, posed for Playboy and also dated Rick James. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, Interesting gal. Yeah. Right. Um. So I'm guessing this is just like a a reefer madness type movie. Probably. Yeah. From 1975. Um. Hunter Killer, the trailers for this looked like some of the hottest garbage I've ever seen. Oh, uh, it, Dr- Gerard Gerard Butler has he had, his agent in him must just like be rolling on the floor laughing every time like a, a movie comes across their desk because it's just like he specializes in crap now. It's the worst movies. Yeah, he makes the worst films, but like, like I he, don't know, like he just keeps doing it. <laughs> he makes movies you can tell from the cover are terrible yeah <laughs> but that's he keeps all he's doing. in like that's he's still he's, he's still busy though like he's he's con- he's consistently working yeah i mean that's i mean if he's making money fuck it yolo yeah uh boy erased is supposed to be pretty good it's about one of those uh conversion camps Ooh, that 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 sounds good i, I would like to watch that because i know all that jazz oof okay Let's let's go down there. So this is a movie I watched um, for some reason uh, when I was a kid. It was just on, and I I think because it, it had boobs in it, and it was uh, it was it's a weird. It's like half musical, half his. If you read the if you read the the plot, uh, it'll kind of describe. Um, so all that jazz, nineteen seventy nine, starring Roy Scheider, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite actors from when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Jaws. Um, when not planning for his upcoming stage musical or working on his Hollywood film, choreographer slash director Joe Gideon is popping pills and sleeping with a seemingly endless line of women. The physical and mental stress begins to take a toll on the ragged perfectionist. Soon, he must decide whether his nonstop work schedule and hedonistic lifestyle are worth risking his life. Um, I'm gonna have to give it a rewatch, uh, but I remember watching this as a kid, uh, it's kind of musical-ish. Like I say, Jessica dramas. Lang. Yep. 1979, Jessica Lange. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was like, what, like a year or two after the King Kong movie? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, my Jessica Lange is uh, Cape Fear and then everything after that. Oh, okay. I think King Kong was her first movie. Hmm. Uh, the, uh, the remake, that is. Uh, da, da, da. Cutting class. That looks like uh, Brad Pitt. That is Brad Pitt. I would watch the Studio Fifty Four documentary. Um, I wouldn't buy it. I would just watch it. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be curious to see that too. Um, <laughs> was that movie any good, by the way? I didn't watch it. Um, the Mike Myers one. Oh, there's. A- was was that Ryan Phillippe or Justin Timberlake in there? I have no idea. I don't. I'm not yeah, sure. It was just called Fifty Four, and I guess uh, Michael. Mike Myers plays the uh, the owner. No, oh, no, nah, I haven't seen that. Um, I think that's pretty. I don't not seeing too much else on here. Yeah, I think that's it for the January Blu-ray releases. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, de- decent, decent stuff. Like decent pile of stuff coming. Yeah, out. Um, not o- bad. Only a couple that I think I'll actually pick up. Willow for sure. Willow. Uh, yeah. I don't think I have too much to worry about when it comes to, you know, buying that blind. Uh, Waterworld, I definitely need to look into the special features of it, because if there is a good documentary, 
attached to it, fuck yes, I'll buy that. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely. Because uh, reading about that movie has been so fascinating over the years. There's just so many weird stories about how that thing came together, or didn't, rather. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, thanks so much for joining us as we uh, reviewed, as we caught up on the uh, January 2019 Blu-ray releases. Correct. Until next time.